Hey Siri, start the podcast. Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. And welcome to episode 165 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. My name is Ryan. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Matthew. We always encourage audience participation, and one way to do that is to email us, hobpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Matthew Scribbles. And you can also post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. You can also find me on Instagram at Colonel underscore Tux. That's K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. And you can find us on Instagram at hovpodcast. Uh, you can find my blog at thefuchialetters.blogspot.com. Um, that's F-U-C-H-I-A. Um, and you can find me on Instagram in Scarlet Storm, except I'm not really active at the moment. And wherever you're uh, enjoying this, uh, please do uh, like, like, share, and subscribe. And we are recording once again in Spooky Studios. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing my witch laugh. (laughs) He did it for me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Hey, if you don't want Beetlejuice to to show, to show up, don't say his name three times. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, we do uh, like to start uh, every uh, ep- episode with our moments of squee. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, start start us off here. Um, and it's been if if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I'm a big tech tech nerd and so i was uh over the it was either this past weekend or the weekend before i can't remember you know of adult memories but um i in one in one of the uh communities i, I i'm in um i was kind of scroll scrolling through the slack slack channel and someone had posted a little uh it was a picture of a Venn uh, di- diagram, and it was it was go- it's and like it fit, um, and it it was it was it was Halloween themed, so it was kind of like uh, kind of had a little jack o' lantern look look to it, but it was like a little a little uh, Venn Venn diagram, and it kind of il- illustrated like all of like the diff the different uh, like bo- like boolean like things like trick and treat trick or treat trick exclusive or treat. <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, uh, you know, trick and or treat, and you know, st- and the the pic- the picture changed depend depending on like which which one it was, just to kind of like il- illustrate like these little these funny little boolean things. <laughs> so so yeah, uh, so that that was my little uh, mo- moment of squee. Um, how about you, Scarlet? 
Peter and I got a kitten. She's six months old. Her name is, Sa- well, right now it's Sassy. We're going to change it to Abby. But we um, we were looking um, because we lost our cat. And uh, Peter has taken it really hard. He wants a cat. And I said, well, maybe we should get a young one and kind of, you know, work from there. So there was there's a uh, animal shelter. It's about a mile from the house. So we went there, and he's like, "We're just gonna look." And I said, "Yeah, we're just gonna look. If something reaches out and grabs us, we'll we'll talk about it then." So we go and we're looking, and this this shelter is where we got our our last cat from. So we're looking, and I don't see there there were some kittens there that were so young that they weren't adoptable yet, and they were black. And I don't really want a black cat. So we were looking at some of the older ones. We walked by this cage, and this little paw comes out and grabs me. And I looked, and it's this little baby. And she's six months old, and she had just been up for adoption two days before. So um, she's still had her belly shaved where they spayed her and everything. She's a brown tabby, but she has brindling. So she's like that reddish-brown She's so cute. So um, we took her out of the cage. And the minute we took her out of the cage, she crawled up next to, to Peter. And I was like, you're doomed. We're taking that cat home. <laughs> and sure enough, we took her home. And um, she was just, um, she's a lover. She loves to cuddle. But she also loves to play. So that's what we wanted. We wanted that active, but yet kind of a mix. And she is absolutely adorable. So the first time I left to come home for work, because we had been there the whole weekend, I got ready to leave. She howled and howled and howled, and Peter had to come and get her and say, hey, another human's here. And so she she didn't like it when I left. So he hasn't been, he, he's been um, staying home this whole week. He's been kind of sick. And um, I'm like, she's not going to like it when you go. And... Uh, She's not going to know what to think when she's alone in the house. So um, it should be interesting. But I went back over there like a day later because I'd left something there. And she was fine with me leaving. She got up on her little perch. She watched me go, and she knew I was going to come back. So she'll be okay. But, but she's six months old. She's so tiny. I mean, she's still so tiny. But I guess that she thinks Peter is a tree. Um, he's, he says, I am Groot apparently. And, uh, uh, but there were some bags or some plastic bags and she was playing with them and she got freaked out cause she got one wrapped around her head. Of course, all cats do this at least once. And Peter was like, yeah, they're getting revenge for me. So that's what happens when you crawl up on me with claws. So it was just kind of funny, but, uh, yeah, so we got a new kitten. That's my, that's my moment of squee. Oh, that's great. What about you? So, since the last time that we all gathered around the microphones, <laughs> I was actually gathered around my own microphone because I am now official, officially official, the host of Burgundy Radio. The... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Had to do it. <laughs> yeah. I am now the official host of Burgundy Radio, the, the podcast of Burgundy Review. I took over the podcast actually not long after we uh, recorded our previous episode. So in my inaugural episode, it took uh, we took down about eh, 
little over an hour and a half worth of audio just getting things ready for uh, the start of the uh, new hockey season for the Avalanche and discussing uh, what may happen before the opening season game started. So it took about four days to edit that because <laughs> uh, someone uh, was busy that weekend. Very busy doing things. So, <laughs> and those things were very important that needed to be done. So <laughs> couldn't, couldn't avoid them. They, they had to happen. But it took four days. I'm actually really proud of how that episode turned out, even though it took a really long time to turn out the finished product and get it uploaded and, um, and out, to, out to the masses. I was really happy with it. I'm still settling into the into the into the hosting chair, so I have a few things I need to work on. Being able to be more uh, of a uh, active participant instead of being more in a sit back role like I was uh, when I was just guesting on there. So coming up with questions, asking for uh, opinions, things like that. Things those are the things I need to start focusing more on and make it more. Uh, the show more of, you know, have my fingerprints on it instead of just kind of sitting back and letting the people who've been a part of it for so long still just run, you know, have, have the lion's share of the, the, uh, the conversation. I, I need to get in there and start being more uh, engaged in it in terms of how, what my perspective plays in, especially since I'm the only person on the Burgundy Review staff that is Guaranteed to be at least at half of, of the entire Avalanche schedule because I'm going to be at a home game. <laughs> so, uh, so it's important for me to, to start putting those pieces in there. I'm still working on how all that's going to go. But for the first couple of episodes, I think it's turned out pretty well. I didn't, nearly, I didn't do nearly as much editing on the last one. Uh, but I have a plan for how all those are going to turn out. So... It's been fun. I'm really looking forward to doing this, but I'm starting to realize, I think with the addition of that, because it's, it's kind of on a, uh, a weekly schedule where our schedule for us is uh, every other week, uh, give or take life. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've learned that uh, I'm, I'm starting to lean more into being a, a, a more creative as opposed to just my normal, you know, workaday job, which is fine, but it's kind of cool to see that shift. And it was really neat to see that start happening now with the addition of the hosting duties for Burgundy Radio. So that's that was my moment this week. Cool. Right on. Congrats. your turn to speak and who knows maybe uh <laughs> somebody speak to, maybe i'll be able to be more active in this one too because i'll get used to doing that and mm-hmm. on that show and then bring that over to this show where i can be more active and we can have more conversations between the three of us and on this episode it's uh my turn to speak so <clears throat> So, 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 would you say that uh, being on this podcast gave gave you pra- pra- uh, practice to? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just practice. <laughs> practice? You're talking about podcasts. You're talking about practice. 
I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm, I'm real, I'm really not, not that, uh, but, or conceited, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, kind of, um, Reese, I mean, I, one one thing that I've kind of um, re- realized over the past two two or three weeks is that I've been struggling to kind of like all like uh, like bef- uh, pre pre pandemic, you know, I would I was doing I was doing YouTube videos and in ad- in addition to. In, in 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 addition to this podcast and and some and some other things and uh, of 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 course some someone Arona changed so many things for so many people um, and it it's been a struggle to kind of get get all of that kind of re restart restarted and as as and as well as kind of keep up like the re- the regular week weekly <laughs> stuff i have to have to do so um i i just kind of it may, maybe it's like you know de- decades of american cult enculturation where you know it's like oh you gotta power you gotta power through you know and and you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps which makes no sense physically but (laughs) (laughs) but um it's um and i and i I know like person to person like i'm I'm sure most people are like yeah dude you know you know it's like no one's you know, but it's, it's just like, you know, the cult, the cultural norms as, as it would kind of like society as a, as a whole, at least here in the U S it's, it's definitely different. Uh, you know, obviously you have, if you have a different overall culture, the whole, you know, the whole at, attitude on, on this particular thing that I'm ta- that I'm talking about is different, but at least here in the U S that's the, case but uh i i just but i just wanted to put this out out there because i'm sure there's a whole lot of other other people in the same in, in the same boat that are stru- struggling to to do like you know hobbies or or you know or what or you know res- or you know re- resume like other like r- routine routine things that and um uh, just i just i just don't feel like i have like the same amount of mental bandwidth that i did pre pre pandemic and you know that you know that has a co- a cost for some <laughs> on 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 some things and uh so as 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 I mentioned, I'm I'm sure I'm not the old, I'm not the only one um, that that feel there there's there's some people for whom you know they they were already worked uh, work work working at home and you know it did, the um, pandemic didn't really change many things for them but for a lot a lot of people who you know they were that either like graduated in may may of that year and and had had to start you know had a depre- 
not ne- a not very vibrant, you know, jo- job economy or pe- or people that had lost their jobs and, you know, and so there um it was like a huge reset for a lot of people. And so I just wanted to put this out there to say to all those other people that are kind of like, uh, kind of feel, you know, kind of feel, feeling in the same boat. Is that I see you, Jake Sully. <laughs> so yeah, you're such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you. You're such a nerd. <laughs> I think um, I don't think that you were the only one in that boat. I know that um, I've had plans to write this book of essays and poetry and short stories and things that I've written over the last probably 15 years. And I, I've never felt like that it was time. And now I'm starting to work on it. And now I'm starting to get my groove back. Um, it's actually coming right off my blog, a lot of it. Um, and it just, um, but I'm going through and I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing probably a little bit of PTSD because I'm reliving a lot of things that I've had to work through. And, um, I do better when I have a therapist, which currently I do not. So it's just kind of, um, we're on a waiting list. So it's just kind of, um, it's been interesting to watch that. And then I have a coworker who he and I were talking and we both want to, we want to co-host a writing group because we both have wanted to do it, but we didn't want to do it by ourselves. So collaboration is happening. Um, there's a lot of creative outlets that are opening up and it's because the pandemic kind of paralyzed the creative collective, I think. So, um, for a lot of people, they, you know, my muse took a vacation (laughs) and that happened before, um, the pandemic. Um, and I would say the last year I have been concentrating on staying alive. Thank you very much. Um, and I don't have my oxygen on cause it was drying out my nose. So I still am on oxygen, but it, it's been one of those things where my focus has been elsewhere. And I just feel like there's been like this rubber band pulled back and it's just been poised and poised and poised and it's finally been released. And so I've probably been working on it, what, for three months been working on it give or take yeah yeah so but i have to do it in small doses because there are there are very um painful things that i talk about and there's a lot of i use a lot of profanity i use a lot of um a lot of it is letters to god going why um so there's a lot of angst in my writing but there's also a lot of um there's a lot of joy that comes out of it too and I'm hope my goal is that I can help somebody else who's going through similar things. And um, I just think that the creative collective has just suffered. And they're starting to wake up and it's starting to come back. And those things, it's a new normal. It's not the normal, but it's 
a new normal that you have to create for yourself. So you're not the only one. Just remember that nobody out there is alone. I think there's something to be said about that. Um, I've continually voiced my frustrations here on this podcast with my progress or lack thereof, maybe a little bit of both concerning my own creative efforts. And while I tout the, uh, the, the squeeze of taking on a new creative endeavor. I also realized that you only have, and we've used this word before bandwidth mm -hmm. when it comes to pursuing your creative, you know, your creative desires, your creative well. And my writing on my Instagram has, I've long been critical of it because I feel it's suffered tremendously to the point where now I can barely scrape together two lines. So that that's deflating. But I also know that it's while that well has kind of run a little bit low, it doesn't mean that my creative talents have diminished. It just means that energy is all, all going elsewhere. Now, whether I actually truly believe what I'm saying or not remains to be seen, because I, am I going to find myself staring at my phone trying to write later on after we finish recording, and I'm just going to stare at a blank screen and just feel like, well, chalk this one up as another night where I'm not going to be able to come up with anything good? Or am I going to be hit with some sort of in inspirational thing? So it's hard. It's, it's hard to it's, it's mm -hmm. pandemic or otherwise. It's, it's hard to maintain the output. And if you even want to just snip out the social media piece that I do, if you want to snip all that out, just even write for yourself, whether it's journaling mm -hmm. or whether oh, it's yeah. working on a story of some kind or uh, you name it. It's, there's still an investment of energy to put pen to paper, to carve out that space in your home where you're not going to have the distractions of the, your world around you, whatever that may look like or feel like to you. So it's, it's hard, but at the same time, give yourself, give yourself a little slack if you don't live up to your creative standards. And as someone who's beaten himself up for not meeting his creative standards for years, that's not easy because you always expect to be at a certain level. And when you under, you feel you underperform, you feel like you fail. So mm -hmm. that feeling is hard to shake for everybody. And the way that we cope is different for, for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's not a permanent thing because you're aware of it and you know the talent is still there. The drive, the passion is the want, the, the desire is still there. So, I mean, if, if I had the cure-all for this, I wouldn't be doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, you'd be out, out on the street selling that. <laughs> right. 
and maybe I would. Maybe I'd still be doing this podcast. I'd probably bankroll it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so the way that we respond to stress and challenges and life in general has all been just completely thrown into a vat of broken glass and lit on fire. So I don't know, and I know you're not asking for help. Specifically, not from some, not from, not from me, or or, or whomever. But if if there was a way to help you, I would just say, give yourself a break, whatever that break looks like. We talked off air about uh, how you spent your weekend. Mm-hmm. That was your body telling you, give yourself a break. <laughs> so. It's going to manifest in different ways and in different shapes. It's going to happen. It, mm-hmm. And like what's with what Scarlett said, now's her time to work on this project. And whether Scarlett, you knew that was going to happen this way or whether you kind of started getting maybe some sort of inkling. Okay. I'm going to start kicking this around in my brain. And then it just started snowballing from there. Mm-hmm. into what it's becoming into what it'll eventually become but it manifests differently and that's the funny thing about inspiration is that it will just hit at any point any time <laughs> any place in your sleep in the shower in during breakfast whatever so keep the door open keep the door open for it and maybe that's all I that's the best advice I could probably the best unsolicited advice I can give (laughs) the rubber band will snap for you eventually okay but I also I wanted to point out Matt I know Brian has something to say but I just wanted to say Matt you were the you're your own worst critic and you need to give yourself some grace when it comes to what you post online. Because you may think it's crap, but it's never crap. And even on your worst day, somebody is going to read it and like it. So, and don't write for an audience. Write for yourself. That's the key. And put it out there. And then it's it, it, even if it's crap in your mind, just put it out there. Just remember Dr. Seuss. Those who matter won't mind, and those who man- mind don't matter. Just remember that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's always been my a- approach with, with uh, creative endeavors. You know, it's just with an- anything creative, whether it's r- writing, vi- videos, the, this podcast is pretty much just me, op- you know, opening my chest, pulling my heart out. It's like, here it is. What do you think? And then putting it back. <laughs> and I don't care what you think. You don't have to like it. Yeah. yeah. Or 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 not. No, that I mean, it's it's more like pull, pulling it out. It's like, all right, this you know here here it is. Like 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 it or not, <laughs> you know. Well, it's, think of it it's this like way. This this is this is what I like. Do you do you like it too? It's, right. You know, and then and not like have any like uh, have any like. Uh, any ex uh, and not not necessarily 
um, ex- expecting an answer and not um, alt alt altering, you know, kind of like you're not uh, be- because of like you know trolls or any anybody that has like diff- different you know sub- subjective opinions about it, but. And it, it, all I got to say is also, my brother always says this, writers write. If you're writing, you're a writer. Art, artists create art, however that is. And creators create. Just remember that, that you don't have to be, you don't have to be perfect. And you don't have to live up to your own standards. Because look at it this way. I know that it's hard for you, Matt, but think of it this way. If I present something to you, you're not going to put me at this standard like you would yourself. You're going to put me right about here. So think about that, that maybe you need to lower your standard a little bit and your expectations and your just create from your heart. That's just something I'm throwing out as unsolicited advice to you. (laughs) (laughs) I I have this urge now that I am going to write a one-word response to what you just told me, but I can't post it until this goes live. So. <laughs> does it ha- Does it have only four letters? <laughs> uh, I have to also tell you, you're talking about inspiration striking you in weird places. I wrote an essay, and this is going in my book, but I, I once wrote this. I, I wanted to write so bad, and I had my muse was taking a nap. And I was, I was in my mother's shower. I was in my mother's bathroom. And I looked at the shower curtain, and my muse woke up. And I wrote this poem based on this shower curtain, of all things. And it turned out to be one of my better poetry experiences. So you don't know when your muse is going to decide to pull that, to let that rubber band go. You don't get to choose. There are certain things in this world you do not get to choose. One of them is who you love. You don't get to choose who you fall in love with. It just happens. Your other option is, or you know, the other thing is, is you don't get to choose when your muse strikes. Because if you could do that, it wouldn't be a muse. Now, would it? Wouldn't be very amusing either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that crap. <laughs> well, and and what we've been, to, I mean, what what I was kind of ready. I mean, the it it does. It's it's not just like ap- applicable to you know art art artistic endeavors mm-hmm. either. I mean, it. I mean, it's it's would be like you know before the pan- pandemic you like walk walk down to that to that one to that one park uh like a 10, ten minute 10 minute walk away and you'd go and you do th- do that like every, every saturday morning or some or something or you know you'd go you'd go on on like sun- sunday afternoons and play fris- frisbee golf for you know mm-hmm. with you yourself you 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 and yourself you know <laughs> and and you know other other things that so you know i i wanted to kind of point point that that out as well is that I, i'm sure there's a whole there's a whole group group of pe- people that aren't necessarily creative but they 
they're also have mm-hmm. like lo- less ba- bandwidth to to right. do their to do their stuff. So you know, Hobbies. I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm talking to you, John. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> Hey, maybe it's we, Jane. We may, we you may, don't know. We may, we may not, we may not have 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 anyone named named John or Jane listening, but you know, you know who you are, <laughs> you know. Whatever your global equivalent of John or Jane in your <laughs> yes, your region <laughs> happens to be. Issue, yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. I think Matthew had something. I do. Uh, this is kind of turning into a little bit of a interesting local story around here. Uh, one that I, I, I seem to be the only one to bring up. Which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been following it too, so I just don't ever mention it before you do. That's all right. So... Uh, a few episodes ago, uh, we had a update on the Casa Bonita story that uh, the creators of South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, were uh, going to buy the restaurant. Uh, and then they weren't going to buy it. And then they were going to buy it. But now here's the, the latest news in all of this, according to the Denver Westward, <laughs> is a local adv- advocacy group, Save Casa Bonita, uh, who was originally putting forth the, uh, the efforts to uh, keep the restaurant alive, now, they actually filed a court case in uh, in the uh, in U.S. Bankruptcy Court here in Colorado to actually intervene on behalf of their own group to actually purchase the restaurant themselves rather than having the restaurant being uh, sold to, to Trey Parker and Matt Stone. So I'll just read briefly from the article here that was that just went up a couple of days ago on October eighteenth. Save Costa Bonita, an advocacy group spearheaded by Costa Bonita superfan Andrew Novick, filed an objection in federal bankruptcy courts for the proposed plan for the owner of Costa Bonita to sell a restaurant to the creators of South Park, Coloradans Trey Parker and Matt Stone, for $3.1 million, plus an undisclosed amount for the intellectual property. Instead, the Save Costa Bonita group wants to purchase the restaurant itself. The article then goes on to say... That Save Costa Bonita proposes to purchase the restaurant, paraphrasing slightly, for $3.5 million under all of the same terms and conditions as stated in the sale motion. Accordingly, the sale motion reflects a purchase price that is $400,000 lower than what Save Costa Bonita is ultimately willing to pay. The group's lawyers wrote in the October 18th objection filed in U.S. Bankruptcy Court of Colorado. So, in Something that's actually absolutely baffling to me is for as for the notoriety that Casvanita got <laughs> when it was open about the terrible quality of the food, people are willing to pay millions and millions of dollars to purchase this restaurant to keep this to keep this legacy kitschy as it is alive. <laughs> Whether it's you know, famous people like. Trey and Matt, not that I know them on first basis, it was just you know, <laughs> them. Yeah. Trey Parker, Matt Stone, or this advocacy group is now willing to say, okay, I see your 3.1. Here's our 3.5. And I'm thinking, 
who has $3.5 million laying around? <laughs> you buy this restaurant and another thing while I'm at it. If they had this money in it initially, why didn't they just buy it first? Maybe they didn't have it and they had to do a fundraiser. You know, you don't, you know, or they had somebody step up, you know, an investor, um, a venture capitalist um, who wanted to be anonymous. We don't know. But I'm guessing they didn't have the money at the time. That's very likely. But it was just, that just baffles my brain that someone wants to spend millions of dollars. Well, and then I don't understand why they said it's $480,000 less than what they're ultimately willing to pay. They're going to... It's just how it's weirdly... I know. Because all they're saying is, yeah, the, the sale people... It is coming in at four hundred grand lower than what we're we're willing to go. So that's really all it is. But yeah, it's worded very very curiously. I will admit that. Well, it should be interesting what happens. We were talking about it. I think what's probably going to happen is the advocacy group is going to end up with it because Matt Stone and Trey Parker they just want to save the landmark, and I don't think that they're after the publicity that would come if they the South Park. Um, publicity that would come i don't think that that supersedes their desire to have the the landmark saved one way or the right. other so i see i see the, the them acquisition you know what's that word um ac- stepping back and saying have at it i can see that happening i can also see them saying absolutely not and raising extra money because they want that notoriety if that makes sense yeah, it, but it, it's going to be real interesting to see. It, it could go wins. either way. You know? Yeah, it could go either way. It's just nice to know that it's not going to be going away. Right. There's some. There's something. I don't know if comforting would be the word I would go with here, mm-hmm. but there, there's something <laughs> refreshing. Let's say that mm-hmm. a local institution is being fought to be preserved. So, well, we'll I guess that's a. a, a the way I can probably describe that. So I'd be okay no matter who ends up with it, because as long as it's saved. Yeah, I mean, for for all we for all we know, like six weeks from now, Doctor Evil could come in and do it for fifty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then quickly it's like, uh, no, this isn't a ransom where they pay you. You're. Buy, paying them fifty billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for all we know, by the time that we record our next podcast, something else happened. And we're just I know, right? 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hey, I I'm actually kind of proud of that. That's kind of nice. <laughs> I don't know how many local area podcasts are, are, are keeping an eye on this. So. I know, right? <laughs> Someone's got to do it. May as well be us. Hey, Matt and Trey. <laughs> we know you're watching. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you are watching, let us know. HOVpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I think that's a good place. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I'd say that's a good, good place to, to wrap it up at. So uh, we do thank you for listening or watching. 
And we do appreciate any feedback, so please comment using the channels found on hovpodcast.net. And also check out our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash hovpodcast underscore YouTube, all lowercase. And if you want to stay up to date, please subscribe on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or TuneIn. Okay, so we got some uh, titles here. So, Another Human's Here. All Cats Do This. The Creative Collective. Stare at a Blank Screen. The Rubber Band Will Snap For You. Does it have four letters? I like the Creative Collective. That's my opinion. I do like that one. I also like the rubber band snapping. I like that one too. The rubber band can snap the collective, the creative collective. <laughs> the creative so, rubber band will snap for you. You could do that. Uh, that's. Uh, I. I. I think the rubber band will snap for you. I. Th- I think that's. You know. It's up to you, Matt. You're the tiebreaker.